How long you had the braces? <laughs> How many? Oh boy, I had them too. I had them for two years. You, you'll love it when you get them off and your teeth will look great. Where are you from? Pennsylvania. Long trip. You know, the first day I had my braces, I was playing this pickup basketball game. And a guy yelled and the basketball went right into my lips. And it took the, uh, the school nurse a good hour to pull my lips apart from the braces. I was crying. <laughs> Keith, I think that explains a lot. <laughs> Will you one? Will you oh, sign the thing? Sign. And two, you just scared no, this young black girl. You know. First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans! First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? Doing good all day, every day. Our boy Keith Hernandez opens with a uh, a great story about braces. You know, I had braces, and I'd go in there, and they'd say, hey, what color rubber bands do you want? And then they'd smash my teeth together until I uh, I almost had, you know, I, I, I almost uh, busted a nut from how, how much I would scream. Those things hurt. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, they is, that, is that how it goes? That's how it goes. Okay. I don't know what dentist you went to, <laughs> but you go in there. They give you, you know, they give you little cool rubber bands. But then you go to school. You're all ugly. None of the girls want to dance with you. To uh, I'm in love with a man nearly twice my age at the sixth grade dance. And then where are you? You're at home, just watching Attitude Era WWE, and hoping that they do like a bikini match or something, so you can feel feel like some sort of a man. Hundred percent, kids. School dances. Shout out to Cisco. Shout out to you, Cisco. But anyway, uh, Keith Hernandez bringing us through, looking like a young Ronnie Cycli out there on the basketball court. But today, taping this Thursday night, the Mets played the St. Louis Cardinals a three to two win, salvaging a series the last two nights that opened pretty uh, in pretty ugly fashion. But today, they win the game. Trevor Rosenthal, no, not Trevor Rosenthal from your eighth grade math class at Syosset Middle School, but Trevor Rosenthal, the Cardinals closer, does not cover first base. Jose Reyes beats it out. The Mets get a win. Another day to talk ourselves into sort of this fake playoff chase. People want to talk about fake news. It's a big <laughs> big topic on the Twitter box. This is the fake playoff chase. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we're really going anywhere here. I mean, you know, uh, our, our infield defense, they're playing, uh, they're, they're playing defense in that Mets infield like a bunch of amputees right now. So uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty tough thing to watch on a day-to-day basis. No offense to amputees. But uh, you know, it's it's a. I guess I'm happy we split the series. I saw if you watch qu- closely, you could see Matt Carpenter makes a nice little stab. Trevor Rosenthal realizes, oh man, forgot to run. And I think Matt Carpenter, he mouths the word "fuck." I think at the at the end, if you if you look real close at the highlight. Um, and I gotta tell you, I haven't been this pumped about a uh, a Mets Cardinals game since uh, since. <gasps> Oh man! Oh. <laughs> the cards out. <laughs> Who let the cards out? What the? F- YouTube has let me down. I mean, I was gonna say since that song was popular, but I never, I never signed off on a "Who Let the Cards Out." Where's Timo Perez? Yeah, where is Timo Perez? Hampton with a count of three and one for the first time since 1986. The Knicks are going to the World Series. 
There's Timo Perez making that final catch. 2,000 New York Mets thrashing the Cardinals. Uh, that's the last time I felt really good about a Cardinals win before today. Um, today, it was just nice to win back-to-back and not take a uh, you know a three out of four beating from those stupid Redbirds. Someone should have given that Rick Ankiel a Xanax, right? Yeah. Like, a, like a, a few of them. Hey, Rick, just chill out. Just chill out. Maybe bud. maybe one less coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, holy hell. I mean, Shout you out know. to you, Ricky. Yeah, like, he, you know, anxiety is not a funny thing, but, he, you know, it was kind of funny watching you throw the ball at the backstop a lot. That was oh, funny. yeah, no, he, he grazed my dad's head in mezzanine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was in the upper deck, kid. I couldn't afford the, uh, my dad couldn't afford the mezzanine seats. Don't rub, don't rub it in. Christmas bonus. Got us, <laughs> got us good tickets that year. Christmas bonus, indeed, but the Mets getting the win against the Cardinals today, and it is a strange time to be a Mets fan. Like we said, they're sort of on the border of contending, probably not contending, might have the opportunity to make some trades. We've heard about the Jacob deGrom thing. The Asdrubal Cabrera situation has sort of taken a turn. We've got our boy Rosario waiting in the wings in the minor leagues, but he's not coming up. There's been a scuttlebutt that this is due to Asdrubal being sort of a sort of a sourpuss, a, a grumpy uh, grumpy old guy, and, and as you reminded me, as as Drupal's only thirty one, thirty one years old, thirty one going on fifty two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as like I, I don't want to criticize anyone, but he he looks a, a hell of a lot older than thirty one. I mean, was that it's, guy buying beer at twelve? It's because he's got the body that Julio Franco should have had. Yeah, like they they should be in, they should be riding an opposite uh, opposite cause right now. By the way, Julio Franco probably still playing baseball. Somewhere in the Far East. Uh, can't confirm, but I feel very confident about it. Uh, Estrubal Cabrera, 31 years old. Yeah, I mean, who are you, dude? I mean, I could beat you in a foot race right now. And uh, let's just say I haven't hit the gym in uh, a number of years. I'm not going to put a number on it, but it's been a while. I mean, the guy, he's not he's not fleet of foot. He'll hit you the, uh, the, uh, the home run here or there. But, you know, nothing to write home about. I get rid of him. Yeah, kid, I tell you what, I mean, I really appreciate what Azrubal brought to the team last year. He was a remarkably pleasant surprise, and, you know, but we as Met fans are fickle. We are not the best fans in baseball, like those in uh, St. Louis, you know, the best fans in baseball, St. Louis Cardinals fans, right? Uh, <laughs> but Azrubal looks like my Uncle Teddy on the 4th of July picnic after about four hot dogs and five butt heavies out there playing defense. Yeah. He looks like the best player on a slow-pitch softball team. Yes, like he's he's playing volleyball with your family on the Fourth of July, and you're like, Teddy, maybe maybe just sit this one out. Oh yeah, we'll get one of the younger guys in. Yeah, yeah, he looks like the guy who who still wears the same size jersey as he did when he was 21, even though he's put on 40 pounds. He just shows up, and if if you look at him weird, he's like, "What's the problem? I'm gonna go smash some dingers now." Doing the thing where he's like 100% flexing because like he's trying to. Overcompensate, like yeah. Any any big guy that's like gained some weight, like you you do that, you're like, oh yeah, I, I can still I can still slide into this men's large. Like no, you're 260 pounds. Like, right. You, you need a bigger shirt. Like yeah, he assembles his fat inside a schmedium, <laughs> yeah. and he just he gets out there and he's like, what? I'm jacked, all right. I'm, I'm you know I'm doing my thing. People he, are taking a, a picture, and he wants everyone to stand up instead of sitting down. Right. He's the guy who talks about how much protein is in Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got all the he's got all the numbers down. For, for I get it fresca style. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, I'm genetically predisposed to being fat. <laughs> I, you know, this is this is Estrubal Cabrera right now. Hey, maybe if I dye my hair blonde, it'll it'll make my stomach look smaller. 
No one will even be. No one will even pay attention. No. To the body. They're all looking at the face. Yeah. Now I got to fake a knee injury because I ate too much Wendy's last night. <laughs> ah. So yeah, Struble situation. Not Get out of here, Struble. <laughs> yeah. Not We're ideal. done with you. Not ideal. Like appreciate everything you did, but I, you know, I, I don't have much else. Much else there, but. The other big topic is the Jacob DeGrom situation where DeGrom has been dominating and there are the trade whispers. I mean, earlier the report from Rosenthal or one of those guys, and I'm sorry, I, I saw it on Twitter. I, it could be anybody, uh, about the Astros being interested in acquiring Jacob DeGrom and he has been awesome down the stretch. What are your feelings about this? If a team were to offer a King's ransom, would you consider trading Jacob DeGrom? I've had some people text me, Met fans, and say they're, if they trade DeGrom, they're out. I mean, first of all, before we get to the Grom, real quick, you said Ken Rosenthal, and I just want to note that it's it's very sad that Fox Sports has laid off all their writers, and now Kenny has to uh, post his articles on Facebook, like an aspiring blogger, when he's Ken Rosenthal. So shout out to you, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, you know, can't believe what Fox did to you over there. R.I.P. in peace. But uh, but anyway, still still some one of the best in the game. I check his Twitter. All day, every day. Um, but yeah, no, you trade Jacob DeGrom, you're out of your fucking mind. I mean, that's just, you know, I don't I don't mean to use a, a, a bunch of curse words here, but uh, I haven't been this pissed since Jones Beach stopped selling beers. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't trade Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom's the guy you build around. Jacob DeGrom is probably the most clutch pitcher on the team, more clutch than Thor, I'd argue. Because if you look at the 2015 playoffs... Jacob DeGrom was the man. He's one of those guys. He just, you know, I think he goes home, does a bunch of peyote, doesn't like to talk to anybody, family included, comes to the park, strikes at 12, goes home. That's it. Nothing in between. The guy's not interested in anything else. Uh, I love him to death. I mean, what would you even what would you even ask for if you were going to get Jacob DeGrom back? Like, if you're going to trade Jacob DeGrom to the Astros... I'm thinking you got to trade me at least, at least, Altuve, uh, Carlos Correa because he's on the DL, so his values dropped dramatically, and probably Carlos Beltran, so we could have one more chance to to boo him in person for keeping the bat on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what the package would look like. I don't even know which teams have the ammunition to to try and trade of a player of. Jacob DeGrom's character, I'd have to kind of go to the uh, the fan graphs. I don't think it'd be a Randy Johnson situation with Carlos Guillen and and uh, Freddie whatever Freddie Garcia. Is that right? If that's if that's maybe a, if that's a callback to 1998, like holy hell, good like, for you. Yeah, yeah. Not all the not all the brain cells are gone, but 100 percent kid. I do not agree with that. Keep DeGrom. He's a center. Got a got a text, huh? Uh, so. <laughs> No, yeah, my my iTunes is uh, pissed off about the Grom too. Yeah, no, without a doubt, man. Uh, so there we go. I I'm in the camp that you don't trade Jacob Degrom, making a big mistake if you do it. I think if you had an offer to get like a fringe to trade, not a fringe guy necessarily, but you had to trade Jay Bruce, you had to trade Addison Reed, you get a little decent prospect in return. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'll I'll even go out on a limb here and say that I will trade any other pitcher other than Thor. Jacob DeGrom and Seth Lugo because we have a special bond with Seth Lugo. But shout out to Seth Lugo. Yeah, shout out to Seth Lugo. Uh, but every other pitcher up for grabs. 
You want to talk Mats, you want to talk Wheeler, you want to talk Harvey, you want to talk Giselman. Let's do it. Let's talk. But, you know, you're going to trade the Grom. I mean, that's going to come back and bite you. Because, you know, I mean, he's uh, he's he's that guy. He's going to show up at City Field with with another team and strike out 18 and, and look emotionless while doing it. Yeah, and if you want Rafael Montero, you better back up the Brinks. Yeah, that's right. Back it up. That's right. That's another pitcher that I wouldn't trade. <laughs> Two major league ready prospects, your number one draft pick in last year's draft. Yeah, like for instance, we're trading Rafael Montero to the Yankees. I'm looking I'm looking to start things off. Kick the tires with a Gary Sanchez Aaron Judge cocktail. <laughs> All right. Rafael Montero is like pitching gold. He's got the build of Pedro Martinez and uh <laughs> the stuff of Anthony Young. That's that's right. <laughs> That's right. The stuff of Anthony Young mixed with a little bit of uh, Mel Rojas. Ooh, yeah. Mel Rojas. Good splitter. Yeah. Nothing else, though. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Shout out to Jonah Carey. That's a Montreal Expos. Uh... He's like uh, he's like Pedro Martinez mixed with Neil Ramirez. He's the perfect pitcher. <laughs> perfect pitcher, kid. I love it. And he's going Sunday, which we'll get to. I'm going to try and make it out to the ballpark this weekend. I was there back on Saturday sitting out in left field. You were there last night, and this is something that we've both noticed. What is it with Section 138 at City Field where every single game something weird seems to happen or someone gets tossed? Like, what is in the water in Section 138? I said, I sit in 138, I got the 20-game plan. Animals. Flat-out animals. <laughs> like, everybody else gets a bobblehead for giveaways. 138, they check your ticket, they give you a little packet of bath salts, and they send you right over to your seats. <laughs> you go in there, you start eating flesh. You start you start pelting babies with peanuts and, and all sorts of crap. It is crazy. Every game there's something going on. Opening day, I saw a 55-year-old man get accosted and then proceed to, to uh, what was that movie with the uh, the, the Chuck Norris where he uh, beats the crap out of everybody? I'm narrowing Blood it down. Blood No, no some grind, not Grindhouse. Or was it Grindhouse? Grindhouse was like the uh, weird Tarantino Robert Rodriguez. Roadhouse? Thing. Oh, Roadhouse Swayze. Not, Swayze. Not Chuck. Oh, my God. There you go. That hurts my heart. I'm not a movie guy. R.I.P. I'm not a movie guy. I didn't have oh, the internet until recently. Oh, God, man. That's... Yeah. IMDb was not a thing that I, I was on. I'll, uh, I'll pirate a copy of Roadhouse. Yeah, give me some. <laughs> send it over to you tonight. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, why? Shout I really, out Kelly Preston. really stumbled ass backward into that one, but... <laughs> But uh, I, I will say that it's like it's like a it's like a scene at a roadhouse down there. This fifty five year old guy he grabs the guy by his legs. He starts pounding his face on the ground. By the end of the whole thing, the guy who started it is crying, and security doesn't know uh, their ass from their elbow. They don't know which way's up, so they they're just like they're confused. Then recently, I had another game where a guy proceeded to call every ball and strike. He was like a he was like a human scoreboard behind me. It was great. I was really glad to be sitting behind this man who is, who is uh, calling strikes and arguing with his own strike call. That seems like a, a stable gentleman. Uh, and then the other day, I, we had a Cardinals and, and Mets fan. I was there last night. And uh, I don't know. They seemed like they were related or something. There was, it's a lot, of, a lot of grabbing by the scruff of the neck. And then they, they let go. looked like maybe their dad got in the middle. And uh, they got all freaked out when security came down. The little maroon shirts, little uh, little fupas out, some old walkie talkies, some old Italian guy with a slick back instructing them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we had Tony sending them down there. 
They were going to take him out in the parking lot and just, just jam him face first into the window of McFadden's. <laughs> Tony, a- Tony's got three pensions. That's what we don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony's, Tony's got three pensions just from being security at City Field. <laughs> He's a, he's 240 years old, <laughs> and uh, you know I mean he he's got he's got a, a decent amount of experience throwing people out face first. So they got a little scared. They sat down, but I don't know what it is. Like you've had experiences too, right? I mean, like every time I go there, it's riff raff city. No, my seats are 138 as well. We have a a plan that's mainly on the weekends. We don't have 20. I think we have like 10 or 12, and I go to probably about five or six others a year and just buy tickets, but. I don't know what it is. It, there is something about those like those left field seats. It's like you're further away from. You're like you have pretty good seats, and you're you're near the outfield, but like it's not like you're sitting behind home plate where you got like some hedge fund guy that's going to report you. You might be you might have Jeff Wilpon sitting next to you. Like you need to be you know you need to be a little more careful. You're out there in left field. You can get like pretty cheap seats for like pretty good seats for like fourteen dollars on like a Wednesday or Thursday night. Oh I mean, yeah, that's that's great. And then. You know, like it's more expensive to buy two beers. Yeah, I mean the beer price is like I, I hate to be that guy, but like you never want to sit next to the hedge fund guy. By the way, he's sitting no. there in the in the summer, no undershirt, just a Patagonia vest, <laughs> yeah. just pink shorts and a Patagonia vest. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of P ninety X and steroids together. Yeah. Hasn't had a cob in like three weeks. Yeah, just making you feel bad about yourself. So Patagonia vest, no <laughs> undershirt, pink shorts, boat shoes, slick back hair. Teeth whitening strips on during the game. During the game. Wild move. And uh, constantly talking about the craziest bachelor party he's ever been to. (laughs) (laughs) That you would know nothing about. You think that's good guacamole? You've never been to Costa Rica. Yeah. You've never eaten guacamole out of a stripper's butt. (laughs) No, I haven't. All right. Why don't you you take care of my money, you jerk? (laughs) Shout out to you, hedge fund guys. Yeah. Shout out to Blue Collar. Yeah, Blue Collar, for sure. Uh, as we talk about Blue Collar, we talk about the Oakland A's, a team that many years ago kind of founded themselves as a as a Blue Collar franchise, a bunch of party animals. You had Jeremy Giambi. Check my Patagonia. Collar's blue. <laughs> and it's also a North Face. <laughs> Jeremy Giambi, uh, the, less, the less important brother. You had Jason Giambi. Uh, they were apparently all ripping shots before playing in uh, the night before playing the Yankees out here in New York City. Yeah, Barry Zito, who was like, just like a total fucking weirdo. Like, you yeah. know, before like it was fashionable to be like, like kind of like a weird Californian guy. Like Barry Zito had it. He was doing handstands on stand-up paddle boards way before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Way before you put it on Instagram. Yeah, that was Barry Zito. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But this A's, uh, the itineration of this A's team, not a lot of not a lot of familiar faces. We were running down the roster. No. Not a lot of familiar faces, not a lot of Tim Hudson's or Barry Zito's. Uh, makes you a little bit nostalgic, and you wonder what Billy Bean's doing. You think Barry Zito has that son from the Sublime album tattooed somewhere on him? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Son from the Sublime album. Uh, some weird like cartoon character doing a downward dog yoga pose. Yeah, an incubus yeah. quote on his inner thigh. Yes. Yeah. In this moment, I am happy. Right. I wish you were here. <laughs> Your right butt cheek. <laughs> P.S. Incubus was at Jones Beach last night, and if you live on Long Island and you're on Instagram, there was at least 18 people that wanted to let you know that, sure, you might be in your late 20s, early 30s, but we're going to Incubus on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go to Incubus, drink in the parking lot, 
<laughs> and then uh, think about what it was like when K-Rock used to play rock music, and we went to the dysfunctional family picnic. Maybe go on Facebook and look up some people we used to know from high school just to see what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Very Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Incubus was like the Grateful Dead in high school. I mean, you know, <laughs> you weren't into Incubus. You could just go kill yourself. You could just go fly a damn kite. So, shout out to Incubus. I bet it was a, a really great show. I wonder if they played any uh, deep tracks. Certain Shade of Green, maybe. Oh, yeah. Certain Shade of Green. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. That's one of those ones where they do the encore. They play a certain shade of green, and uh, your new girlfriend goes, what stupid song is this? I didn't know this song from the latest album. And it's like, listen, go wait in the parking lot, all right? I got I to soak this one in. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to play Megalomaniac or whatever. Later. Yeah. They're going to play Dig for you. They're going to make it nice <laughs> and slow. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Anyway, uh, the A's tomorrow, we've got our boy Paul Blackburn. He's still working on the great American novel. He's going up <laughs> against Stephen Matz. Matz, uh, is he hurt in a game that we seem to play entirely too often? I root for Stephen Matz. He's a pride of Long Island. I will always ride for Mr. Stephen Matz. It's it's getting weird. It's, I, I will always blame the Mets trainers, but you know, we're at a point with Matz where we've we've had quite a bit of uh quite a bit of a sample size that like, you know, certain guys they just they're injury prone. It's a weird thing to say, but it's it's true. Yeah, I don't know, Stephen. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's like we're a broken record. We you kind of blow on the guy, and his uh, his elbow starts hurting. I don't know. It's uh it's a little odd. Uh, people think he's hurt now. He has not confirmed or denied that. He's had a couple bad starts. I know he's a guy that takes the game very seriously. He doesn't like to have these bad starts. I guess no one does, but. He usually, you know, freaks out, maybe flips a water cooler, uh, goes over to ANS Bagels, kind of like, you know, eats the pain away for a little while, does some real Long Island shit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as much as I love him and 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 what he's meant to the team and and uh, our big fish in the middle of the sea, known as Long Island, you got to step it up, Stevie. I mean, we had a we had a primo chance to to sweep last weekend, and Stevie came out there and, and took a big dump. I mean, you know. Uh, he's flat. Yeah, it's just flat as flat as some stuff I don't even want to talk about. But <laughs> but <laughs> flat as me singing Blackbird by the Beatles. There you go. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's it's just it's just one of those things, and he's facing off against this guy. What's his name? Pete Blackburn. Uh, uh, Paul Blackburn. Paul Blackburn. Paul. Fun fact about Paul Blackburn: he started. Uh, as a marketing intern for the A's this past spring. And uh, they realized quickly that, that they ran out of players because they, they usually trade all of them away by now. So they're like, hey, Paul, grab a jersey. It's like Rookie of the Year. They went out. They broke his arm in April. They're, they're going to bring him out there and just hope he could throw the uh, the high stinky cheese over there. Fun fact about Paul Blackburn, he actually lives in Brooklyn, and he'll make wooden furniture for you. Yes, fun fact about Paul Blackburn. He makes soda in his garage. <laughs> He's working on that homebrew, uh, the the homebrew beer competition. It's not great, but he he's gonna invite you over to try it. Yeah, he uh, he he's got a joke website called uh, Third Degree Blackburns. I like it. Yeah, he's a he's he's a big time canoe guy. They're all mom jokes. <laughs> he's got a twirly mustache. I have I have no idea about about this guy. He, but looks, I, like, he looks like an old timey uh, guy with like the uh, the. The waxed mustaches yeah. and the and the the one person singlets that rides the bikes with the big the one big wheel. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. Paul Blackburn. Paul Blackburn, if he doesn't come in from the bullpen on a giant bicycle <laughs> and a singlet, 
an orange and gold singlet, I'm going to be very disappointed. But uh, Looks like the guy from WB Mason. <laughs> yes, he is the guy from WB Mason. The guy from WB Mason was based on Paul Blackburn. So that's going to be exciting for everybody because you get to see a celebrity pitch. Uh, and it's not even that fun Taco Bell game after the All-Star uh, home run derby. But no, I mean, this is a game in all seriousness to get a little more serious here. Steven Match should beat this guy. He should, he should. beat Paul Blackburn. He should. Okay? By the time we play them, Yonder Alonso may get traded mid-weekend. All right? He may get traded tonight. Who the hell knows? Either way, we should beat Paul Blackburn with Steven Matz. Steven Matz pitched in a World Series already, for Christ's sake. He won seven games in a row once, and he's from Long Island. Get your shit together, Steven. I like it, kid. Heck of a pep talk right there as we head into Saturday. Saturday's game, another guy uh, who hasn't looked as great of late, our boy Zach Wheeler going against Sean Manea. For the Oakland A's, Sean Manet was great in forgetting Sarah Marshall, and he's going to be going up against Wheeler. And <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't know what to expect out of Zach. Same kind of thing. Same kind of thing with Matt. It's like kind of a recurring theme. We have all this pitching. Everyone's like, oh, the Mets have – they have too much pitching. What are you going to do? And then, like, Noah gets hurt. You know, Harvey's Harvey. You know, we've, we've covered that ad nauseum, but – Wheeler, Matt's kind of riding the struggle bus. You know, DeGrom is, you know, holding this team together like Elmer's glue. I know. Fun fact about Sean Manea, I tried to incorporate him into my uh, fantasy team name, but I tried to keep it Met-centric. So I called it uh, O'Shawn Ma Manea. Oh. Yeah. I see. Long route to get there, but uh, <laughs> no one really got it. And uh, <laughs> I'm in last place in the league, so. That's uh, that's how that's gone. Omar Minaya is uh, somewhere handing out candy bars to prospects. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Omar Minaya is uh, he's he's actually running that uh, that team, literally team from the Bronx that had Danny Almonte yes. on there when he was like thirty two. So, <laughs> so so shout out to Omar. Hope you're doing well. Come on the show. Uh, yeah, no, I mean wheels up. That's another guy. Uh, you know, I I love Zach Wheeler. There's just a little too much John Main in him, and it freaks me out. Wow. And you know. You get Zach Wheeler going first inning. He throws 15 pitches. He's like, all right, Zach, fine. Whatever. You're doing all right. Second inning, maybe he throws another 20 pitches. He's like, all right, 35 through two. Not great, Zach. Maybe we have a, ourselves like an eight-pitch inning. Maybe we, you know, ratchet it up a little bit. You're supposed to be a star. Third inning, 76 pitches. He's out. <laughs> He's out. We've got Paul Seawald on to pitch the fourth through seventh. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a disaster. Like it's one of those things where John Main used to get all these balls fouled off. He would strike people out. He would look great, but they would foul balls off. They you know they were not putting stuff in play. They were just wasting pitches and wasting pitches. And I feel like wheels up. It's the same thing. Uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I don't even understand that hashtag. I don't understand how it relates to anything. Uh, he, is he an airplane? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is guy a pilot? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's a. It, it really confuses the hell out of me. But uh, you know he's got to he's got to get an out pitch and he's got to get it fast. And I, I have a feeling that the Mets should probably put that innings limit back on him because if we're not going to make the playoffs, let's not let's not shove the uh, push the guy who just had Tommy John to his brink after he missed two years of baseball. Hundred percent, kid. Like you said, I mean, if there's uh, I'm sure there's a stat out there on the fan graphs or, or wherever, but the amount of times where he's like oh two. And then it's like three straight fastballs up and away that the guy just like looks at you like up, oh, yeah three and three and two here we are then he's gonna foul off two pitches, eventually get a walk or maybe a strikeout yeah but still ten pitch at bat routine 
Main Train. I'm telling you. And I like John Main too. I like John Main a lot. Yeah. I'm for, forever grateful to John Main for 06. Just for various he reasons. He was perfect at throwing that high strike that was just high enough for people to chase. Yeah. He was perfect at it. And Zach Wheeler doesn't quite have something he's perfect at yet. But I'm telling you, I mean, if he can if he can improve upon this pitch count issue, I think we got ourselves a decent one. Hoping for a great game Saturday, but if we don't get a great game Saturday, I'm very optimistic. Oh, oh hold on. Also Saturday, there's going to be a knife fight in the stands of City Field. In 138. In 138, but probably everywhere. <laughs> because in case you didn't know, it's Thor Marble, Marvel bobblehead oh, day. Oh, right, right, right. And this one is this is this is going to be like a legit bobblehead. It's not going to have a Khan's hot dog logo on it. It's not going to have like a shoddy paint job. These are coming from the guys that make the comic books. People are going to die. And these things are going to be on eBay. So there's going to be the death toll at City Field over under 10. I'm taking slightly over, going to put it at 12. These things are going to be on eBay over under on the price. I'm going 150, taking the over. Starting bid 175 on the Thor Marvel bobbleheads. Thoughts? It's interesting, and there's going to be people lined up way before the game, and the cross-section of, like, you're going to have, like, it's like a Venn diagram of, of Met fans and nerds, which there's a lot. If we're, if we're like, no, like, we're nerds. Like, I, I'm happy to, uh, like... Oh, yeah. For the, for the most part, you know, I... Uh, yeah. Uh, but the, if you had a Venn diagram of those two factions... Uh, the people that are going to be online for the Thor bobblehead day, along with like a few entrepreneurs and like some people that just have too much time on your hands, but there's going to be people backed up to like the Long Island Re- or the, the subway stairs outside of city. It's going to be like blue collar comic con. Yes. There's going to be, there's going to be people all over the place. Some people may even dress up, but at the end of the day, a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, you know who the worst person to be that day is going to be those poor bastards that are giving out the Thor bobblehead. A lot of bribes going to yeah. be dished out. A lot of threats. Do you know my cousin? Do you know my <laughs> uncle? Why can't I have two? I bought two tickets. My wife drowned in a boating accident yesterday. Uh, I need her her bobblehead too. I buried a body for Jeff Wilpon. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. Uh, Could be a couple of those guys. Oh, for sure. Just kidding. Shout out to of Bobby Bonilla. No one's seen him in a while. Uh <laughs> It's but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild day at the park. Uh, so the game I'm gonna predict. We just talked about it and how you know it's a it's a fifty fifty. It's a toss up. But the game's secondary. I mean everybody is gonna be guarding those those bobbleheads with their lives. There's gonna be fights. People are gonna be uh, they're gonna be making shanks out of uh, plastic spoons from dough. Uh, <laughs> that's that cookie dough place. Real hit with the kids. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, so so you know, get excited for that because I don't think we we've, we've ever seen anything like it. Those garden gnome days are gonna pale in comparison, and those were crazy. Well, I tell you what, kid, big big Saturday with the bobblehead, but uh, get your tickets now for Sunday. Make sure you're in the parking lot at eleven o'clock, because real baseball fans from all over the country are gonna come to City Field for a pitching matchup so epic. Ladies and gentlemen, get your tickets now. Daniel Gossett versus Rafael Montero. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Montero, Gossett. Next. That's right. This is like the McGregor Mayweather of pitching matchups. People have wanted it. People have been tweeting about it. A lot of money's on the line. 
you know. This is like the World Series of Poker. They play Raz when you have like get, to win, you have to have the worst hand. Like yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is it. This is like the game that like like some guys some guys like dating a girl who's like a Met fan, and he like he like spends spends big money on the tickets, like not not really knowing that girl's gonna know right away. Like yeah, like we're we're sitting fifteen rows up on the third base side, but you probably only paid like thirty five dollars for these because it's Montero and Gossett. Yeah, yeah. That guy just threw a pitch that clocked in at 42 miles an hour. <laughs> Are we at the speed pitch or the Met game? What's going on here? It's going to be, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect there. I'm going to guess maybe a 15-14 final. Yeah. I, I or, or everyone's just like so hungover. By the way, A's, they played Wednesday. They're off today. So they either flew in last night or they flew in this morning to New York. Full day off. They are going to be hungover as hell tomorrow, Friday tomorrow. That's true. If you were a betting man, <laughs> here's a theory: hungover. I don't like Mads is struggling. Oakland A's are going to be in bad shape tomorrow. Oh it's yeah, going to be dehydrated. It's going to be hot. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's a good day for the Mets to capitalize on tomorrow. Just like Sunday is going to be a good day for the A's because uh, Rafael Montero, like we said. Uh, you know, maybe he he's got the aesthetic of of Pedro Martinez. I mean, he looks he looks like your boy, but he pitches like Victor Zambrano. So the the A's may have uh, quite a day. Yonder Alonso may visit the Shea Bridge a couple times, um, but then again, what's the guy's name? Moffitt? Sean Moffitt? Uh, Gossett, not related to Lewis Gossett. Sean Gossett, Lewis Gossett, from uh, the Parks Department. Uh, actor. Seacliff. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> different guy. So, so uh, <laughs> might be, might be. Uh, <laughs> no, it's that's gonna be a weird game. If I were you, like I wouldn't. If if you can't go to that game and you're thinking about putting your tickets on StubHub, don't even bother. Just yeah. just light them on fire, and uh, you know save the environment. Just light them on fire. Great day to like do a bunch of yard work and like then have a beer, and just nap on your couch. With, yeah, with the game on in the background. Like yeah, you, know, you don't even have to watch it. You're just gonna wake up and like. Hopefully the Mets win like nine six. Great day to accidentally forget to take your family to the game. You guys bought them maybe. <laughs> you guys maybe you bought them in January. You got all hyped. It was like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a nice family Sunday. They're gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play uh, that song about going out with your family to the park. Uh, meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. That's the one. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Blacked out there a little bit, but um, yeah. I mean, it's there's there's no reason. To go, no, no, Mets 2017 official team slogan. No reason to go. <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to August, July, late July, August, and September in Mets land. They're gonna be hanging that banner. <laughs> I'd say in the on the in, on the list of team slogans, there's no reason to go is uh, is right above the team the time, and my personal favorite next year is now. Whoever came up with next year is now. Goddamn genius. Should should still be getting paid for next year is now. Should be getting that banana money. Oh my god. The amount the amount of jokes that were that were made at my expense over next year is now, which hung on the side of Shea Stadium, it was just unbelievable. You could you know, I don't I don't I don't even want to think about it anymore. Well, us Met fans, gluttons for punishment, my friend. Gluttons for punishment. For sure. So anyway, that's that's where we are. Another show. We're we're back in the studio. This is fun. Uh, probably not every week because we got to make sure that we 
we bribe the janitor who lets us in and lets us do this here in the studio. And he's yeah. gotta wait. We gotta wait for his boss to come home. I, you know, we'll 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 do it. We're, we're doing pretty good. By the way, before we go, you think the Mets are gonna trade anybody at the deadline? Just period. You got a prediction for anybody? Uh, Reed. I'll say the Mets trade Addison Reed. Yeah. And Jay Bruce. Oh, and Jay Bruce. Yeah. Where are they going? Addison Reed. Uh, I can see him going. You can pretty to, much to pick the, any to the team. to the Astros. Yeah. That, that 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 makes sense to me. The Reed, Astros. Reed to the Astros for Beltron. Uh, hopefully not. Sorry, Carlos. Uh, hopefully. Uh, and then we'll say we'll say Jay Bruce to some AL contender. Jay Bruce to some AL contender. Real specific. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Jay Bruce. I think it's going to be a tougher sell on him, but I could see Reed going. Somewhere, maybe Boston, maybe Houston. A lot of people want him. And I could see, actually, if the the return is good enough, I could see Jerry Blevins on the move. There you go. Yep. Shout out to Jerry Blevins. Shout out to Jerry Blevins. I don't want him to be on the move. Guy's a great lefty, and he's got a, we got a team option on him. Very valuable stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if we're going to get Clint Frazier back then in return, then, uh, then you know, that's what we're going to have to do. So uh, that's it. And we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next time when we talk to you. God bless. Godspeed. And uh, keep it fun. Keep it fresh. Keep it fearless. Go Mets. Go Freddie Prince. That's right. Love you. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. <laughs> Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.